welcome everyone to one more episode recorded call of the verified podcast again with the topic sexuality and next culture and it's the fifth i think call about sexuality i guess because it keeps being a juicy topic that people want to want to be a part of and today is the 21st of june so Every second Tuesday and every fourth Tuesday of each month, there's a call, a live, raw, unedited Zoom meeting where whoever has uh, clicked the Zoom link enters and is part of the game. It's part of the, of the journey of discovery and experimentation. So there's no spectators to the live calls. And I hope also at home, when you're listening to this, that you're not just a spectator too, that you're also experimenting, that you're also having questions of your own. And so if you have questions, either here in the group, please ask them. And if you have, if you're listening this as a recording, then if, if you've got questions, please send them to me at veralfranco at gmail.com. That's V-E-R-A-L-F-R-A-N-C-O at gmail.com. So we begin. In a few of these meetings, I've been bringing mostly what is patriarchy and sexuality. And I keep making this move because many people try to do this, this jump towards the bright side to uh, the higher self, to the upper world, what we call the upper world, where bright principles such as love, intimacy, connection, um, generosity, dignity, community, all of this, they, they want to live there. They want to live basically in the heavens, in the seventh heaven. And I think it's, a, it's one of these moves that comes also from having a, a black and white, right, wrong, good, bad thoughtware that bright, the bright principles are good and the shadow principles are bad. And so the upper world is good and the underworld is bad. And so all I want to do is go to the upper world because that's the good one. And so for the people who are listening, there's in possibility management, we distinguish three worlds. The underworld, which is the world where the archetypal energies, the universal cosmic energies of um, competition, manipulation, superiority, power over, right, wrong, good, bad, all of, all of these hatred, revenge, that these energies, the destruction are, are part of. That's where they live. That's what the where these, these forces of nature, uh, the dimension where they reside. And, and then there's the upper world, which is where the bright principles that I already said of love, clarity, integrity, dignity reside. And then there's a third world, which is called, we call it middle world. And middle world is the world of logistics, of you know, having, having a physical body and having to drink water to nourish the physical body, going to the toilet, um, booking the flight, uh, 
having a Zoom link, you know, learning a language in order to communicate with each other. Human beings are designed to navigate all three worlds sim simultaneously. And, and so it's not, the purpose is not to extinguish the underworld or, or to heal the underworld. The underworld cannot be healed. It's the our forces of nature that existed much before we were here. And they're going to continue long before there's no more humans alive, as well as the right principles. And so, and, and the, in, in a way, the universe is designed by both worlds, both underworld and upper world. And, but if a, a human being in their path of transformation wants to reach the upper world without really getting to know the deep shit, you know, the, the muck, the mud, where it's holding that person back, then it cannot reach the upper world. It cannot even touch or drink from the fountains of the upper world. So when, you, when people make that move from middle world to upper world without even touching without even getting to know their underworld what they do is try to do a spiritual bypass or new age bypass so this i i lived over 10 years in the finhorn community eco, eco spiritual village very well known in the world as a kind of a new age community and it, it, even though it wasn't part of its foundation there were a lot of people that I recognize doing this spiritual bypass. Only love and light. Only love and light. Not fear. Fear is the opposite of love. And so no, only love and light. And no anger. No heavy energies. No, no underworld, please. No, not even thinking about underworld. And so a lot of these people try to do this bypass. And where, where did they end up in? Underworld. Because without taking ownership of your shadow, without taking ownership of how your gremlin acts unconsciously, you cannot reach the new culture. So this is one of the moves of clarifying what is next culture by, by first bringing clarity about the current modern culture way of responding and presenting and living sexuality. So one of the things I, I speak with the, a colleague of mine uh, once every couple of weeks, because he's also very interested in, in this research, and he's, he's called Marcus Borg, and he is a possibilitator mainly in Germany. And he's actually the space holder for the possibilitator training region of Dach, which is all the southern Germany and Austria and a bit of Switzerland. And one thing that he and I were talking about is this the attraction game. So I think most people know it's this attraction game, this hunting game. There, it's either you're hunted or you're being hunted, you're, you're hunting or you're being hunted. And, and it's a completely patriarchal game. It's in this survival of sexuality, survival of love, survival of attraction, survival of belonging, where if you are hunting, if you are the, 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 the hunter, 
then you want to catch, you want to hold, you want to, to, to consume your prey. This is where the, the underworld, this whole consumption, I'm going to eat your energy, I'm going to exchange sexual energy with this woman or with this man so that, so that, I'm, that it's pleasing to me. And, and there's not so much awareness or even, even the idea that this sexual energy or this delight of this incredible creature of a human being that is a portal for the upper world, there's, there's basically no idea about this. There's just this physical attraction, this um, scarcity of attention or love, or, or, or it could even be creativity, scarcity of creativity, which for gremlin, that means bore, boredom. And so let's play a game. Let's play the hunting or hunted game. And, and if you are being the hunted, then you are a prey. Then you, you can, the benefit to be a prey is to be a victim, to be helpless, or to be, uh, to be the object of someone's whole attention for whole attention, uh, obsession, consumption, which in a lot of uh, instances in modern culture, women play that game. Not only women play that game, men also play the game of being hunted and being praised to women. And I think in the big majority still is the man who, who shows more overt hunting and the woman who benefits of being hunted. And I, I'll tell you from the perspective of unconscious feminine and unconscious masculine is that in the unconscious fem feminine is, is actually this, this super manipulative force of, like, of a spider weaving a web, an intricate web of manipulation. And, 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 and the, the sentence that comes out is that the unconscious, uninitiated feminine is evil because it's, it's so, um, it, it, it really strategizes. It's, there is no innocence there. Whilst the unconscious masculine, the uninitiated male, this runs this energy of dumb, of brute and dumb. So this is what uninitiated men do. They play dumb and uninitiated women do. They play evil. And actually, in next culture, archiarchy, which is archiarchy, which is the adult-initiated masculine creatively collaborating with the adult-initiated feminine. And when this happens, you have archiarchy, which is this symbol of a circle, which is the initiated masculine, and the infinite symbol, which is represented in the archetypal feminine, the initiated feminine. So the archetypal masculine is the nothingness and the archetypal feminine is the everythingness. So in modern culture, not being initiated to, to be the nothingness means that you're empty, like the, that men are empty, are trying to 
to be something are, are trying to play dumb and act dumb and, and kind of this, oh, when they, when they know what's going on, when they know that they're, that they're playing this game. And women pretend to be victims, pretend to, to, to play the game of evil, of revenge, of manipulation, because they have so much lack. So they, they create this story of victimhood because they, in patriarchy, women are oppressed. And they play the victim of that. They, they play the, the, because I am oppressed, then I should take revenge. Because I'm a victim of oppression, then, then I demand this, then I manipulate that. And one of these things is it's the game of being hunted. So women, most women have this, so the feminine is designed, not, I'm not saying feminine because there's feminine in both men and women. I'm saying that the feminine is designed to, 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 to be looked at, to be observed, to, to have attention placed on them. Like the flowers, if you, you know, even the other day I was walking in the beautiful flower garden in Finhorn and it just was bursting, bursting with fragrance, with color, with aliveness. There were birds, there were bees, there were butterflies. There was just, there was a little tiny little pond and it just, the, that uh, garden begged begged for attention. It was just like, just look at me. Look, I'm so beautiful. The flower is really ripe, really open saying, look at me. And so this is what the feminine is designed for. It's designed to have attention placed on them. And when that happens, something magical happens in the feminine. Something wakes up, something like a connection deep into the essence of the feminine, into essence of Gaia that is totally archetypal, just is turned on and woken up in the feminine. And so this is why I, I think I, I regard a lot of women, most women in the world have a, a whole attention deficit because of many things. You know, there's attention is one of the least um, least developed capacities that humans do. I don't know. Our, the attention in modern culture is just, it's quick. And there's the phone, there's, there's reels on, on social media. It's a quick, you know, only two minutes. Otherwise people don't even care about that video. Or even if, if, if a video doesn't catch you in the first 15 seconds, forget it. There's hundreds of millions of other videos out there. So nothing in modern culture is encouraging people to develop their biggest capital, which is their attention. Where your attention goes, your energy flows. And so women and, the, well, the feminine, not just women, the feminine runs on this huge thirst and hunger for attention, for this conscious, initiated attention that the masculine can provide, can, can deliver, can place consciously on them. And, and they don't have it. They don't have it. The men do not have 
that conscious attention, that women don't have that conscious attention, most of them. And, and this is why, you know, there's all this mindfulness practices and, and why in possibility management also we place a lot of uh, focus on keeping your center and keeping your attention, keeping your, your conscious will because you cannot access the energetic realms consciously if you don't have an amassed, you know, attention, tension with substance. So what do, what does the feminine do when they don't have enough attention? They want to get it. They just want to get it as where they can get it. So this is what I see a lot in women is they will do anything or pretty much anything to get any kind of quality of attention from the masculine because there's such scarcity of this. And so this, this is their part. This is part of their, their role in the game of hunted or being hunted. They're hunting or being hunted and, and they're the hunted. So they're like putting out lights, putting out makeup, putting out the dress, putting out whatever it is so that they get a little glimpse of some kind of patriarchal consuming uh, gremlin attention, hoping that it would be adult conscious initiated attention. That's what the heart of the, the essence of the feminine really wants. And then the men, they, their role is, is almost like the opposite as the nothingness and and i'm going to i'm going to it's not let's say i'm a woman so i've not i cannot i have not researched this as a man but i have spoken to many men and and asked them all of these questions and i i would like to ask you because i have mostly men in this call but there is this fear there's a, a huge fear of nothingness in human beings and it seems that for men, there's even this, this fear of being nothing. And it seems that what modern culture does is, is tries to, to distort this natural, natural um, well, this nature of masculine, of being the nothingness, to you have to be something, you have to be someone, you have to prove this, you have to provide like this. And 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 this puts us an immense amount of pressure on what naturally in its essence the masculine is space is space and so when when man cannot really be space consciously it will be absence instead and so that you see a lot of men they 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 might be physically present but then they're not present either emotionally or or really energetically or re like with their full being then they become absence and so playing the hunting game is playing this game of i'm temporarily here really here with placing this very sharp and concentrated attention on women so that i can get this from there from her and get something out of something out of her to feed me to feed this nothing. I want to ask you, what is 
what is your experience or what is your experience of this game of hunting or being hunted, this attraction game? Well, what, if I may speak, um, what comes to my mind is that uh, I grew up in this culture. And so I'm, I'm 52 now, but when I was like 17, 18, uh, I think the game I unconsciously knew, I was not taught, but I unconsciously knew was the hunting game. So be a successful hunter. And then as a consequence, love will come. But then at some point I discovered that it's not true because uh, maybe some kind of short-term satisfaction comes. Uh, you you kind of, as a man, you kind of, really it's a, you kind of own or possess the female power, but uh, it's a misunderstanding of, of uh, connection. Uh, and then I was beginning a search, but the search uh, took a long time because uh, I was missing concepts or uh, experienced people to uh, to teach me something else. And my teachers were women. Um, and uh, even this took me a long time because there was a distinction I learned that during a conversation or during a process of getting to know each other, there was very often a soft quality, a, an attentive quality, and uh, something very beautiful, you know, that kind of uh, unfolded. And, and, but once it, it, this swapped into a physical contact and, and sex came into game, uh, you know, the old concept took over unconsciously. So and now I have, so, so even, even without wanting it, and what helped me later on in that distinction is that... Uh, we have we have an old part of the brain, the brainstem, and I think that's where this instinct is rooted, right? Of possessing, of eating, of uh, having sex, and even if we want something else from our neocortex, like we want consciousness and and uh, be in the upper world, uh, it's kind of really work. It takes a lot of work and practice to to manifest something else. Uh, and it, it required that uh, I, I'm, I'm vulnerable and I allow myself to make mistakes because even if my neocortex wants this softness and this beauty, I, a part of me is also this brainstem that, that might go wild. Uh, and, and for me, it's very helpful to realize that I have everything inside of me. I, I, yeah, I have the quality of this hunting. I have this kind of... I don't know how old it is, this brainstem, but very old. Um, and I have the neocortex and I have a wish that I, I also bring in my female qualities when I, when I meet with females. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's but the key thing is for me to allow that I'm vulnerable and that I'm insecure and that I really allow myself to go into the space where I don't know what will happen next. Thank you. Do you, thank you, thank you, Michael. What about what about you, Sky? What's what's your experience of the of the hunting game, the attraction game? As I reflect on 
all of my years. I, I get the sense that I've been sort of sheltered for the majority of my life. I, I just turned 48 recently. And in my time, I, I sort of went with what showed up. I was completely oblivious to the idea of the hunting or being hunted game. And if anything, my relations were sort of colored by this naivete. Okay, here's this person. I'm attracted to the person. That person is attracted to me. Let's see what we can do. Which basically in my life manifested as a, as a series of marriages. I've been married three times. And I would go into a relationship play it out to a point and then something would happen usually a low drama like a game of some kind that would explode and I would then move on to the next relationship and then to the next so the dynamic of hunting and being hunted the way I see it was completely at least I was completely oblivious to that I was just kind of naive in my approach like okay there's the person we engage let's see what we can do however uh, many years later when i exited from my third marriage and entered this period of okay i need to face myself and who am i and what, what i want very quickly i became aware of this dynamic and what arrived in my personal experience first was suddenly I saw these praying eyes on me coming from all directions. And, and I kind of got scared, like, what is going on? Like, why is it that I'm suddenly like in the cross hairs of, uh, of something? What, what do these people want? Women, what, what do they want? Why, why am I, why am I being so inspected, evaluated, kind of placed attention upon? And, and, and for a time, I was very confused and kind of like, ooh, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, just like pushing back and um, trying to understand what was going on. And sort of the, the, the highlight of, of this game and me feeling uh, uh, like a prey came at the, at the last Burning Man that I went to in 2019, when, if, if anyone is familiar with Burning Man is, it's just the, such an amplification of everything humans are, mm -hmm. the good and the bad, quote unquote. And the place itself is a place of, it's, it's, like, a, it's like a portal into everything that humans are and beyond and that's when I experienced the, the heightened being hunted game when literally women would just come out of the corner and like start kissing like it's that quick it's that it's that uh, strong mm -hmm. and It firmly placed me into the victim victim kind of kind of position. Mm -hmm. So my, my question is, you know, what does this because it also uh, reminds me of something that we kind of left it in the end of our last call where 
what's the purpose of sexuality? And you said, well, pleasure, what about pleasure? And, and there's, there's three worlds of pleasure. There's the underworld, there's the middle world, and there's the upper world. You know, there's of also socializing, being with, there's underworld, middle world, and upper world. And so this, this hunting game or this, this kind of uh, seemed like the purpose is satiating, satiating something because it has this kind of hunger. And I'm not saying that it's bad or good. Like, like what you said, Michael, we have that in our brain. It's part of our survival. It's part of, it's ingrained as animal bodies that we have this, um, we have a design for procreate uh, to, to continue the species and, and, to, and to express and to also ravish and to also destroy and to also, so that's why I mean that, you know, the underworld of the destruction, manipulation and all of that is, is there. It's part of our nature too. And, and it's often when it goes, when it's this unconscious journey, you know, when we, we turn off our conscious minds and then if we fall asleep, that's where we go. We're going to go to the easy thing. We're going to go to the thing that is in front of us. And, and this thing that you're asked that you were saying, Sky, is just is exactly that. And what, where does this exploration, even in Burning Man, you know, it, I'm not saying that it's it's just falling asleep because it's the I know that Burning Man is a, a place of big experimentation as well. But what would you? What world was it playing at? Mm. The underworld, upper world, or what? Middle world, what? The sense that I get is it would begin with the desire to reach the, the underworld. It's like the dynamic that you described, that we're here in the world of logistics and we want something special. We want something magical. We want to get there and, and, and have the experience of extraordinary. Mm-hmm. However, very quickly, it just almost, there's almost like a trap door, like you you're on your way to the upper world and all of a sudden the trap door opens up and you fall into the underworld and mm-hmm. and then you're starting to play the shadow games the shadow games of weaving spider web mm-hmm. of somehow trying to manipulate to somehow extract that which you see out there in the distance in the upper world as this extraordinary thing yet you ended up almost like extracting by force from the humans around you because you fell through the trap door into the underworld. So that's that's the that's the sense that I that I so, got. So what I start I'm starting to get is is that it is a reaction. You know, like what you said. I'm sick of this world of modern culture being this nine to five job, this boring thing, all logistics. I mean, how many partnerships are just most of the time is about logistics. I did you do the laundry? What time is dinner? What is it? Did you do that thing? Did you did you pick up the kips from work? And and we're we're not designed. I mean, we're we're not designed to to have or like our 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 genius is not designed to live in a world of just almost all logistics, and so many of human relationships just get boiled down to logistics. 
to logistics so much that the only way to get out of it is just let's, you know, people go, go party, get on Friday night, get on Saturday night, let's get drunk or let's take drugs and, and party and experience something different. And of course, that's what you say. They want to experience something archetypal in the bright world and feel all this love, which is really the nature of, of the, the human of humans and the nature of the world and the universe. And, but it's an escape as well. And it's a, and it goes, they get going to the trapdoor underworld. So Michael, you wanted to say something? No, yeah, but I can also do that later. Okay. <laughs> well, what I, what I want to bring is that because it is because it is a reaction, you know, it's this, the, how a person decides to live in their life is, it's not like, cannot be removed from, well, people have these beautiful uh, trips in on holidays and then they come back to their work. And, and, and somehow people think that that's life, that life is working a nine to five job. And then you might have, depending on the countries, might have holidays. Uh, and then if you have like, let's say a month of holidays to spend throughout the year, then you can go to Barbados or, you know, Belize or whatever, India. And, and that's like, and then that you get a glimpse into what life could be but it's actually a vacation. You vacate your normal life to go and, and experience this other thing. And I, most people saw their parents and their parents and their parents do this, that they think this is what life is. And in fact, life cannot be separated. That you cannot, the life is the whole thing. It's the whole thing. And, and because it is a reaction, you know, people go do that because they, they're not happy. They're not content. They, they feel that they want to be part of something completely different and they don't have the skills or the clarity to create it. And because they don't have the skills or the clarity to create something different, or they're, they're too scared, they're too scared of like, gosh, what, what else, you know, every time someone would say, gosh, I hate my job. I hate my job. I just want to quit. You know, almost the logical word, the logical question is, then quit. Why don't you quit? And then the answer is, well, what would I do? How I would earn my money? How would it survive? And, and all of these answers are the answers that we got from our fathers when we questioned their lives as well. Our parents, our fathers, mothers, or teachers, like, because we all knew when we were kids that we did not want to live like this. Go, go ahead, Michael. What you say is um, brings a point uh, in me, which is it would a start would be to admit that we need help on that uh, research, and that brings me to the point that if it's not only a space where one man and one woman meet, right, then it's a bit tough to get help <laughs> if they get lost um, in the underworld. But if it's a group of people. It's for me, it boils down all to the quality of the, and the consciousness of the space holding. And one, one sample, I, and I'm not satisfied with most spaces that I currently see. Also a clear statement. Yeah? In, in Germany, these, the, the cuddling evenings come up, you know, just to cuddle and uh, to hug. 
And there's a clear rule that's no sex, all clothes are on. So people meet to, to it's a get in touch. Um, but even in those spaces, what I, what I have realized uh, is that the old patterns are overwhelming. You know, most men, when it, the cuddling session starts after the dancing, they go to the most attractive woman. Yeah, as a, ooh, I want to cuddle with this one. So it's for me, it's like, oh shit, it's like, uh, it's again, the, the, the hunt, the hunting game is on. And so one of the conclusions that I have, it needs the space holder's job should include to raise its hand at that moment and say, hey guys, are you realizing what's going on? And are you realizing what else the space might be designed for? Mm-hmm. And, and we need, my conclusion is that we need that mutual help and uh, and assistance, um, and and I've seen that in in various spaces. And you know, the word that came up with me or the slogan is sacred spaces. We we need more. We need sacred spaces where it's absolutely safe, even safer for women to go there, so they can kind of open up without the conscious or unconscious fear that it will be uh, misused or this hunting game will start at some point. And this, uh, for me, uh, requires that there's there's like a, a red light, right? So, and, and the red light needs to come from the space holder and say, hey, are you realizing that what happens here might just, you're leaving off the safe space? You know, mm-hmm. there's too much uh, unconscious desire coming into play and and once we, we are able to admit that we need help, uh, and maybe oftentimes uh, this, this can help to open new spaces. Mm-hmm. We won't, we won't, it's very tough to learn it only one man and one woman. Very tough, unless both have a, an extremely high level of consciousness and they are also willing to interrupt their game and say, hey, are we both on that we want to play Underworld right now? Or do you want something else? And and that's something that's, uh, you can do it, but it's much tougher uh, just being the two of you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. I mean, this is exactly that, this, if the, if the people, so it, I, I completely, I'm with you. you know, the, we need teams. We cannot do this alone. We cannot do this with a partner, only with a partner. I mean, yes, we also require a partner, uh, even if it's an experimentation partner, to to get reflected and to uh, play um, adventures and in intimacy. And we need a bigger, a bigger village, a bigger village that can provide extremely accurate and and compassionate feedback, because we. Most people, you can see other people's boxes, you can see other people's grams in other worlds, but you can't see your own. And so one of the things that I've been identifying a lot uh, in this is if, if the, the person doesn't know, if you don't know which ego state is at work, then, then it's like, forget it. It's, when I say forget it is, then you have no clarity of what you are actually creating. So if you don't know if it's this, this I want to be with this woman or I want to talk with this man. Uh, and, and this is how kind of our, at least most of our gremlins play out is there's an impulse. 
there's an impulse. I want to be, I want to talk to this man, or I want to go be around this woman. And our conscious minds, our, our consciousness, or our adult self could, could go like this, could go, where's this impulse coming from? Immediately, the gremlin goes like, ah, forget about it. You're always thinking about these things. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. To, to kind of take us away from any consciousness, being alert and awake. And so first hurdle, some half of the people will be like, ah, you know what? I deserve this, you know, which is the same thing. This is the gremlin saying, you deserve this. You work so hard. You sacrifice so much. You work in this shit job with this shit boss that does this thing. So the gremlin creates this amazing, juicy victim story so that, you know, don't work so hard right now. You can just, you can just forget about it. Close your eyes a little bit. Just let your body go. I'm not, again, I'm not saying this is wrong. Okay. This is, this is not wrong. This is not right. It's, it's one of the hurdles to, to being alert and having a conscious choice. But even, even if you, the person, even if you don't really, okay, no, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm going to see where this impulse is coming from. It's to really have this experiential clarity. Is this impulse coming from, gosh, I've been really needing, gosh, I, I need someone to hold me, or I, I, uh, I hope she loves me, or I, uh, I want to say the right thing that shows she gives me attention, or gosh, I, look, I, I hope I, I, I look attractive to him so that he can give me att the attention because, gosh, I've just not been with anybody and I, I just need this. So to really start questioning, okay, does it come from a need? And when I'm saying a need doesn't mean that it's bad, but it would, would, would do is would reflect where you are at. And to, to have consciousness that if you are looking to meet another human being so that they can fulfill your needs, this is about, this is basically your child ego state and your box. And I'm saying child ego state because it's this, it's this me, me, me. It's like a, the child ego state has this unending black hole of needs. It's, it's, what, it's what children are. And it's supposed to be for children. Children are completely dependent on their carers and their adults. And so they, they, they come from that. And so, and they should get it. And, and sometimes they don't get it, or most of the times they don't get it. And when when a child and a teenager doesn't grow up to be an adult, meaning doesn't leave that child ego state behind, meaning that it keeps on wanting from others to fulfill themselves instead of creating their own fulfillment, then you might be relating to another human being as a need fulfiller. And that is another modern culture hurdle to create next culture. So, and it, it's not bad. I mean, so many relationships are about you wash my hand and I wash your hand. You know, we exchange sexual favors or you help me with this homework and I help you with this. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's um, some, some people, it's the only way in their exploration or their healing path that they are able to relate sexually or other, otherwise or emotionally even. Yeah. So, and so the, and it's not bad and still it's not, it's not what it, other things that it could be. And so, because this is a podcast about 
next culture or archiarchy, then I want to say that even, even this fulfilling the needs, which seems in modern, even in the, in the sex positivity and in the uh, uh, feminist, liberal worlds of people, like uh, groups of people, this seems like a very empowering and very like, this is, this is it, you know, like I'm here, I'm going to get sex today with whoever I want and it's my choice and I'm empowered. And it's, it's true. This, there's empowerment because of choice and it is to fulfill something that they're not really looking at. Okay. And so until the, the only issue that I would see is that if they want something else, they would need to look at the thing that is not fulfilled. Because as long as you're looking for others, you're giving your power, your authority to others to fulfill something in you, then, then others have power. Yeah. And, and where adults, this child ego state is actually repeating this thing from the past. This is about trying to find a warmth or, or a mood, like, and then people get into relationships, even in marriages, so that they can they can find this kind of same familiar um, experience that they found at home, even if that experience was horrible, was torturous. Then they would be trying to get the same thing that they got when they were children. Okay, so then that's why there's a lot of um, uh, abuse, emotional abuse that women and men who were abused they continue to create the circumstances so that they keep being abused. So to start, look, if, if a person doesn't start looking at this, these patterns, they won't be able to take responsibility and start creating something else because the adult, just the adult ego state of connecting with another human being is completely different. It's, it's about instead of providing care or attention or warmth or, or hoping that you get that from other people uh, instead of having an image this is what marriage should look like or this is what my date I want my date to go like this is what the perfect man would be for me and then like a a whole list of of qualities no the adult in the adult ego state there's no images there's no expectations no assumptions, no stories of how it could be or how it should be. In the adult ego state, even for a relationship, for relating or for sexuality, it would be to not make any assumption that anything that has worked or not worked until then will work again. Even the touch, even if a man is touching a woman, and it has worked, you know, like if I touch her this way, she will have this kind of bodily response to go completely start over as if you've never met this woman before. You've never been with her. You don't know who she is in this moment, what, what she's thinking, what she's went through, how she's changed from yesterday to this day. And, and to touch her with, with new fear, with new fear of approach, with new care. And to see and to meet her in the present moment. And this, again, also for a relationship. So I, I, get, I get that you want to say something, Michelle. Just hold on for a second. 
the same thing for relationship. We think people, human beings, who human boxes want to hold on to something. Let's, you know, this should be the relationship. This is how I want to relate to do relationship with you. You should be here. You should be there for me. If I'm sick, you should be doing this for me. If you are sick, I should be acting this way. If, if we're together, we should be having a certain amount of sex. Whatever it is, the rule, the relationship, uh, it's a religion. It's a set of dogmas. And as long as you have one set of dogmas of how it should be, you're already not in the present. And so that's the, the challenge of growing up is to leave every crutch behind of shoulds or images of, of Hollywood, of that beautiful romance that we read when we were 25 or that poetry book or, or this, you know, celebrity or this rock star in that, you know, and, and, and be who we really are in that moment relating to who they really are in that moment, which we don't know. We cannot know who they are. And that, that little space of nothingness, that little space of nothingness is a portal. That is a portal to the archetypal. Michael, you wanted to say something. Well said. Well said. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I. what came to my mind is that several things. One thing is um, there's no shortcut to the upper world that came to me. There's no easy way and there's no shortcut, which also implies if someone would ask, well, how can I get there? You know, how can I integrate the worlds or become more conscious? My own experiences, it's also a painful experience because uh, it involves unlearning and it involves a thing that is apparently pretty tough to most humans and thereby I mean men and women, which is in a moment where a strong desire comes up and a strong sexual desire. Then it's very tough uh, to touch without an intention. And uh, I have learned that in an encounter with a woman where she said, hey, I, you touch me with an intention. You touch, I like the touch, but I can feel the intention. And I was trying it differently. And I was trying it differently again. <laughs> and at some point I was, I was like getting so lost and hooked up and said, shit, what, what else can I, I'm at my best, what I can do now. She's still feeling the intention. And then I realized I also, I had an intention. My, my intention was, please open up. Finally, please open up. Instead, she was closing down and down. And at some point she turned to me and said, well, you have to practice this uh, without intention, but, but not with me at the moment. And I, and then my, 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 my ego was like, it, it was crushed. You know, I thought I had done my best at the very moment. And in a way uh, she sent me out. And so I said, shit, I mean, how often have I, have I, do I have to go through this kind of painful experience? And, and I had no solution, right? Because mm -hmm. I, I, I also didn't want to, 
I, it would have been a lie to say I have no desire. I had a desire, but I also had a, a will to say, okay, I'm, I'm as soft as I can be. And then I realized that this cultural heritage is also a, a kind of, it's like a heavyweight we carry along with us because she said at some point, then she said, all oh, these men, you know, they've touched me, this and that. And then I said, oh gosh, uh, I, uh, how can I take this load off of you? Uh, the last seven men did, and, and I'm not God. Okay. I, I, can, I can do what I can deliver at this very moment. And so it's, it's a painful experience. Uh, in my experience, with not no immediate rewards, there's no guarantee any longer. So yes, it might be a space of nothingness, but also absolutely no guarantees. And that's why I believe that so far, consciously, only very few people enter that space. Absolutely no guarantees. I mean, if, if there was any guarantee, it wouldn't be an empty space, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when I hear you say about, gosh, it's so painful. And she just took, she just, you know, she said, go, you know, go practice this more. Yeah. You know, in a way, it's like she saved your life. She saved oh. your life by, by giving you such clear feedback that, you know, because you did have an intention and it's, it's to try to self-manipulate to like not have an intention. It's like, try not to try to pretend it's, it's a pretending game. And so yeah. the, the practice is about, okay, look at those intentions, look at the pressure, look at what... That, that, what I was saying, you know, the then it's the it, what part of your child ego state is really needing a certain goal to happen, or what kind of gremlin? What is your gremlin wanting to achieve? And so I, I am I'm with you. This is why it's not the easy. I get something out of this. You get something out of that. You know, you scratch my back. I scratch your back. You give me money every month because we're married and I give you some sex every now and then, but I complain about it, you know? And so there are all of these modern culture, classic relationships that are contractual, that are totally about, that, that are totally about minimal amount of responsibility, but some kind of guarantee. They're like hidden assumptions and hidden guarantees. Yeah. And, and it's also, it, it it uh, it can be a way to increase honesty, if if you're able or if I was able to do that in that very moment. In that very moment, I wasn't because full honesty. I I should have said yes. I tried something, but unconsciously I was expecting a reward yes. because you know, for me, for example, we haven't had sex for X month, and now I'm trying my best. Please give me a little reward, and then I can get on trying. Exactly, and it's, I'm, it's I've been that, such that, a good boy. The, yeah. yeah, the pain for the ego and the pain for the boxes. Instead of getting a reward, you're being sent out of the room. Yeah, uh, yeah, fair and enough. So, so I'm I I sense that Sky also has something to say, and I want you to say it. And I just got this in a sentence. It's like. In modern culture, this is one of the assumptions. And if I'd love that part of this, the purpose of this podcast of, on sexuality is to, is to really mark down the main assumptions of modern culture and sexuality. And one of them is 
I have a need for sexuality is my God given right to be sexual. So I'm going to look for it in the other person. And it almost looks reasonable. You know, it's not, I'm not going to take it. It's not about raping. It's about, I'm going to, I'm, but it's the other one is going to meet my need of sexuality. Yeah. But it's actually the ceiling of relating in modern culture. It's actually the ceiling because it's about seeing people as uh, need meters. You know, you're going to meet my need. I'm going to meet your need. And it's the ceiling. And in, in fact, there's so much more possible about, about, about sexuality, about relating. You know, this, I need a reward. We haven't done this. And I have an expectation that we should be doing it because I deserve it because I have a need and my need needs to be met. And my need needs to be met. And I need it to be me. I want it to be met with you. And if you don't give it to me, my gremlin's going to be so pissed off at you. Exactly. And so to, to really, to really have put those, put that, all that poop on the table because women are not in the world to meet sexual needs of men and men are not in the world to meet sexual needs of women. No one is in this world with the purpose of meeting any of other people's needs. And so if this is a possibility of a new assumption for modern, for, for new culture, that we're not here to meet each other's needs, what then can we create? What, how then can we meet our own needs? So that's, question in the air sorry guy and it's very much in alignment with what came up for me this place that you described the place the space the state of being an adult in the small now with zero expectations with the complete newness of the moment and meeting the other person it's a beautiful place and it's it's like ah it's so freeing and so scary and so what's what what now what's next what like what can we can we do from this place and i'm such a i'm i'm so yes for this and so much practice goes into this to try to be in that state and what i wrestled with so often and continue to wrestle is this sense that i get is that there are certain archetypal forces of the feminine and the masculine that have to do with this desire to connect and merge. And more specifically for the masculine to penetrate and for the feminine to open up and receive. So there's this something that is I was just given a signal that I was too loud. <laughs> um, so there's, I, I, I keep, I keep wrestling with this because there's no clarity for me around this. Are is there, is there a, a primordial archetypal driving force that is driving men to penetrate and women to open up and receive, or is there not? It's, it's more specifically to speak to that notion that that. Uh, Vera, you voiced that we are not in this world to satisfy each other's needs, and I agree from a, from a, uh, an uh, a, a centered adult state that 
there's absolutely no expectation for me to like, oh, hey, I have this need. Who's who, like, who's next in line to satisfy my need? No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking more about this something unexplainable that arises in me in the form of desire to penetrate. And to speak a little bit further to that, there is also this feels like an archetypal trauma, trauma thanks to patriarchy probably, where there's this duality when, when Sometimes that penetration is desired. Sometimes it's seen as an attack and as and as, and as a threat. And and then there's this some kind of shadow world game that goes on. That sometimes I want that, and sometimes I don't want that, and that's okay. But what I'm what I'm trying what I'm wrestling with here is that is there something beyond just our conscious um, approach as an adult to to these desires? Is there something beyond that, that we perhaps not only cannot control, but also it is, it is our nature to allow for that to, to show up. Those are amazing. I mean, it's so interesting questions. One of the things that you said about this, this primordial desire of man to penetrate and women to open, I, I can say that as a woman, I used to really, that used to be the thing that I would be accepting until, until I realized that, that I, I don't resonate with it actually in practice. And I think there's something about, I think I first started to, I don't know which book I read, if it was Sex at Dawn or I, I, don't, I don't remember, or if it was Vagina by Naomi Wolf. But it was this 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 thing of the the women a woman it creates vacuum in that it's not just an open waiting for man to come penetrate. Woman creates a whole vacuum, and it has so much agency. I think it was at Sex at Dawn, where it was the the author explores how females, even in really early um, pre-civilization the females had a lot of agency in about choosing sexual partners and who would have sex with whom who had sex with them they were very uh what we say nowadays as promiscuous they would have lots of different sexual partners and it it was this uh, how i how i sense it is that the female attracts and the attraction is not a is not a is not a, a passive thing. It's a really active thing. It's like a, and it's kind of most intense is like a sucking in. And this is what makes the unconscious feminine really evil because it can really has, uses all the power of attraction and manipulation to, to hold hostage something. And of course the men wants to, the an uninitiated men wants to play that guy. And so, but there's this, there's this whole, the, the, the woman is in ways like, is it the man doing the penetration or is it the woman? You know, cause, cause women are on the same, when a, when a woman really wants to have a sexual penetrative encounter with a man, they will, they will have the same exact magnetism to pull in as the man to push in. And so I, it, it's it's I, I would revert the question about does the man because because I know that in patriarchy there's been a lot of 
it's this, there's this shadow side of penetration, you know, of the consumption, the drilling of the oil, the, but it's, it's not the act itself that is the shadow, is the purpose. You know, just like anything in possibility management, it's not this active activity or this lack of activity. It's, it's the purpose that defines that if it's a low drama or an underworld action or upper world. And so it's, and I know it has been, you know, of the unconscious feminine vilifying penetration, just the same as the patriarchy in patriarchy, just the same as in patriarchy has been vilified the opening, you know, like you open to everybody. And so it's not the opening or the penetration, it's the purpose. The purpose prevails, purpose. And this is why you cannot change an intention so easily because the intention so, because the reason is not the cause. So the reason is what our box, our gremlin finds to justify that our action is sane. But what comes first is intention. What comes first is purpose. And that's what, and, until that purpose is really, this, I go back to the underworld, gremlin transformation, until the purpose is really clear and the, perp, and the person in question goes, gosh, I am, I am really angry that they didn't have sex with me or gosh, I'm, I am. I just, I can feel, I have this huge wanting that she does this thing to me or that she opens like this for me, or gosh, I have such want that he gives me more, but this kind of attention that he's giving to another person or he's giving to his work or to, to really be absolutely radically honest and transparent with really what is going on. That would be for me, a first step to, to start creating next culture with whoever, with a partner say, this is what's running right now in me. I want something else and I don't know yet how to do it, but I want, I have this thing, I, I'm seeing you as a need fulfiller and then feeling the pain of it. And, and hopefully, or I mean, like, if you start creating this environment of, of transparency where you die first, not them, you die first, you put your cards on the table, you show, you show really what's going on without any kind of protection, then I, I think soon with, with real genu earnest transparency, not transparency so that the other person could be transparent too, not you will, I think you will very easily find a working partner that, that could be with you in this intensity and could be with you in this, okay, I can hear you and not push you away. Hmm. I have this yes. shit too. And that's when real fun can happen. It's, it's not just, you know, yes, it's painful for the ego, like Mikhail said, because the fucking box wants to be right and wants to be, have all things together and stuff but then it's delightful. It's delightful for the being. So this is, you know, we're, we're at the hour and this is the thing that I'm, that I'm want to leave in this, in this call is the, the practice of absolute radically radical honesty about what's, 
the different intentions. And it could be, I have four things going on right now. I don't even know why I want to touch you. My child just wants, like, I child part of me wants a hug because I feel fear or whatever. I had a horrible day at work. My gremlin is just wanting to distract me from the shitty job that I have and wants to have some quick sex and I don't have to think about it and, and sees you as the provider of this, this food. And, and, and I am now in the, in the, in the swamp because I think I should be a better person than I am. And so again, like the, the child ego state reaction. And, and then after putting this on the table, not to cause an effect, but just to, just to stay sober to the reality, you know, to, to, without trying to fix it. If both people, you and the other person that you say this to can really be, wow, this is what's going on with, with, with a kind of adult sadness, which is the sadness of it is so. No trying to fix, it shouldn't be so, it is. This connecting to reality. True intimacy can start. I'm actually going to leave it here. So thank you so much for coming. And uh, I'll complete the, the recording. And if you want to say something else, you can. And for everybody else, I'll see you in the next call on the 5th of July at 4 p.m., 4 to 5.30 p.m. UK time. Thank you.